Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Heather. And this is Conspiracies Unlocked. And today we're going to be discussing the Pacific Ocean. All of it? Most of it. Every living animal in it? Um, depends on what you define as an animal. Let's find out. Have you heard of a USO? No. Have you heard of a UFO? Well, obviously. We're a fucking conspiracy show, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's um, a USO? A USO. An unidentified space object? I don't know why. It took me so long for object. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were having more trouble on space. <laughs> like having an aneurysm. I think my eye twitched. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what is so funny? Huh. My eye has been twitching. It's probably the stress of <laughs> these conditions. <laughs> no, I woke up in the middle of the night, like two nights ago, and underneath right here um, on my right eye, it felt like there was like a spider or something, and I like freaked out and I like wiped it and I was like, ah, something's crawling on me. And then... There was nothing there, and I looked in the mirror, and it was just my eye going, <laughs> like it wouldn't stop. That's and funny. Um, it was happening this morning, too. So I don't know, something's going on with my eyeball. Oh, I hope you survive. I do, too. I hope it's not a twitch of death. It's a twitch of probably looking at the computer screen too long while researching. That's true. <laughs> like, I need to like look away every 15 minutes or whatever they say. But um, you're close with the USO. Because we're talking about the ocean, instead of a the word space, it's submerged. Ooh. So it's an unidentified submerged object. As opposed to flying. Yes. So this could be Or it could in, be an unidentified swimming object. It could be. It That's could my be. swimming sound. I don't know. That doesn't sound very swimming. It should be blah, 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 blah. No, that's a fish. That sounds like drowning. I don't know. What would swimming? Blah, 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 blah. Swimming. Um, I didn't know we were going to have to reverse in sound effects. <laughs> Our soundboard isn't working. We have to. We have to be creative. Um, swimming. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I yeah, know. no, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I got. That, I, that sounds good to me. You guys could see me. I'm pretending I'm swimming in the ocean. She's like, I'm like doing laps. She's like doing like the dog, the dog paddle, paddle and motion. Then like the frog one. No, I think it's a breaststroke. Breaststroke, yeah. Or no, that is the frog. I don't know. That's the, the frog. frog. Breaststroke. But she's not moving her legs, so she's not going to get very far. <laughs> You're supposed to move your legs when you swim? <laughs> if you want to get anywhere. Oh my God, I've been doing everything wrong. I just kind of go and let, let, the, let it just take me wherever it goes. I'm not a good swimmer. You know what? I'm really good at doing like swimming where you swim on your back. You do like a zip tea pull. So when I swim on my back, I just like lounge. Yeah, you float and then you do the preferably tea pull. No, preferably with a floaty under me and a drink next to me. Mm. That's how I like to be on my back in a body of water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Let's let's hear about the USOs. So the USOs, um, there is actually a very long history of USOs being witnessed under, above, or near bodies of water. If it was above, then wouldn't that be a new UFO? Well, the reason why it's not is because USOs are defined as an unknown craft that are sighted in the water. Sighting, sighted rising out of the water 
or diving into lakes and oceans. Okay. Bye. So basically, if it you is. You did do your research because usually these questions trip you up. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, I'm ready for Jenna's fucked up question. No, it's not a fucked up question because I actually have the same question in my mind and that's why I answered it because I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But it's something that is like, um, it's submergible or yeah. submersive. Sub- I get it. It's sub- in water. Yeah, it's in water. It can be in water. So these type of unknown phenomenons are rarer than the traditional airborne UFO sightings. Um, usually because while we're stargazing, watching the clouds float by, driving in our cars or whatnot, it's much easier for the general population to spot a UFO in the sky because we live on the land and there's sky all around us. So yeah. you're going to see it more. And then also you have to think that people that who is going to see it unless you live in a coastal area or by a lake. Yeah. You know, if you live in like Middle America, there's, or I mean, there's lakes, but like if you live in an area that it's not, doesn't have a lot of body of water, you you're not going to see, yeah, you're yeah. not going to see a USO because there's no water around you. So, um, you know, that is why they are considered more rare. But then we get into, actually, have you seen a USO? My God, no. Have you? I cannot say that I have, no. Other than, like, on, like, a YouTube clip or, like, on social media or something where it's when I've researched this, basically. Now I can say (laughs) that I have. (laughs) No. No. Well, um, on Lilo and Stitch, Stitch lands in the ocean at one point. But is he able to, is his craft able to swim around not swim but I don't remember um navigate the ocean I don't remember it wasn't okay. one of my favorite movies I don't remember either probably because Stitch was so fucking annoying yeah he was <laughs> definitely <laughs> I'm glad we both agree on that so um one way that USOs became extremely known and popular is Navy US Navy personnel they have in fact reported unexplained sightings of lights in the sea under the water shooting out of the water and shooting into the water the strange encounters have sparked interest of people around the world um as we all know our world is 71 percent water versus 29 percent landmass and we have only explored and mapped out 5% of the sea's flo- sea floor. Um, much of it is uncharted, unexplored, and all of the oceans on the planet contain 97 of the planet's total water. So salt water is 97%. Wow. So that kind of puts in perspective of what could be in the water. Nobody really knows, and I know that we're going to talk about this later, um, a few theories on what is in the water. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm going to go over some of the things mm-hmm. down there, but um, everything is super plausible within the water, especially within the water. I mean, things that are on land, they're still finding new things yeah. on land all the time, new species and new whatever. But now, but like in terms of the water... We know more about the moon than we do the water. That's that's true. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah, and and it's it's basically because the current level of our techn techn our technological advances from mapping the seafloor is just limited, and the only reason why it's limited is because 
there's water in the way of reaching the seafloor. And the water means pressure. And at sea level, the air that surrounds us presses, presses down on our bodies at 14.7 pounds per square inch. But we don't feel that pressure because- That's gravity, right? Is well, that because, just gravity? Because the fluids in our body are pushing out with the same force. So what? because it's yeah, so it's like some science shit. Yeah, so because it's like a balance, we don't feel the pressure from our our atmosphere because we have our own atmospheric pressure. You know that I'm feeling the on. pressure now. Yeah, I can so feel it. I can feel the liquid trying to leave my body. Pounds trying to work through my square skin, inch. My skin. Every little skin. square inch. That's so crazy. I can feel it pushing out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When people get bloated, maybe they're at fifteen percent. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah. So it says that. Um, well, it says that my research. My research. It says <laughs> she's reading her paper. I'm reading my paper. It says it the says, thing that I typed like yesterday says. <laughs> you don't feel it because it's pressing out, but once a human dives a few feet, we feel the changes in our body. One being an increase of pressure in our eardrums. Think about same, if you go in a pool. Or same with whenever you go up in yeah. a plane, in a mountain, going up over mountains yeah. and stuff. It's yeah. the same thing. It's all the pressure. Because the pressure is different. And that's why on yeah. the back of cupcakes and shit, it says if you're cooking in the mountains, then you need to cook it at a lower or higher degree or something. I'm sure it has something oh, to do with that. With Have you ever pressure? noticed that? I've never noticed that. On the back that. of Betty Crocker shit and like, you know, like Betty Crocker cupcakes and shit. I never knew that. Yeah, it'll actually say somewhere on the bottom, if you're above this altitude, cook it, like, this way instead. Wow, that's really interesting. Like, I was just thinking about, like, water, and I didn't even think about, like, when you go up in mountains, but that is very true. Or you go down mountains. Oh, you yeah. Either way. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah because the ocean is or just a airplane. bunch of... an airplane, yeah. an airplane, The ocean anything. is just a bunch of mountains, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But, oh yeah. my goodness, did you know that, I just read this somewhere, um, Some somebody, I forget what scientist... The, the scientists that did a lot of time. I don't know if that's Einstein that did that or whatever. Anyway, some scientists found that if you had two identical twins and okay. one lived up at a mountaintop, like 1,400 feet above sea level or whatever, like whatever. Yeah. And the other one lived down below like we are. Yeah. That, and they didn't see each other and they stayed there for 100 years. The one that is closer to the ground, the twin like at sea level, would age quicker than the one up here oh. and it would barely be noticeable but it would be noticeable and that's why whenever like there's space movies and like they they leave they don't age when they come back because it's something to do with like the space time yeah. I was thinking that you were going to say that the one that lived closer to sea level was going to be taller than the one that lived up in the mountains it would be like they didn't say anything about that they didn't say anything about that like the pressure would push down on them more so they don't get all. I don't know. That's where my brain was going. I was yeah. like, is the one going to be really tiny? Oh my gosh. No, wow. I don't know. That's crazy. Okay. So, well, that's very interesting. I never knew that. So thank you for that. <laughs> but um, going back to like the eardrums, the reason why this happens with our eardrums is because of a hydrostatic pressure, which means the level of force per unit area by a liquid on an object. So basically, the deeper you go into the sea, the greater pressure of water pressing down on your body. Um, A fact is that for every 33 feet you dive, 
the pressure increases by one entire atmosphere. So for every 33 feet, you get another atmosphere pressure. So the ocean pressure tends to range between 3,000 PSI all the way to 15,750 PSI, depending on where you go in the ocean. And obviously the 15, almost 16,000 PSI is gonna be like in the deepest part that we know now. I mean, there could be deeper areas that we don't know because we haven't mapped it all up, but from where we are. So the strength of the ocean's water can like crush you in a second. Like if a diver, a diver can only safely dive 130 feet in full gear and without gear, which is like a snorkel or just like whatever would be 20 to 40 feet, but that's only depending on your experience level. So the reason why we have not mapped out the ocean is because we can't get to anything in the ocean. Yeah. like. It's very wonder, difficult. Like, I was going to say, I wonder if they could send, like, probes or something down there, like, robotic things. But even that, the pressure would fuck up the the robot stuff. Just, like, going to space and stuff, like, you, the pressurization and all that. I mean, if they can go to space, I can't believe that they can't figure out how to get... But it's a know. completely different science in space. The way yeah. that the space works and the way that it's completely different than the ocean. It's ocean has its own set of rules and the way that the pressure relates to our man-made objects and our human bodies. There's only so much we can do. But like you said, what about submersible objects like submer- submarines for example? Yeah. So, submarines are primarily nuclear power now in all large submarines. That's how they're powered. But due to the high cost and the large size of nuclear reactors, even on smaller submarines, they can use diesel electric propulsion, but it's very costly. So you want to send a submarine down to map it out. I mean, yeah, I know they, we, we spend billions of dollars on all kinds of stuff that probably shouldn't spend money on. That's a whole other yeah. thing. But to have to use like nuclear power and then everything it's just it's very costly so the u.s navy has a class of submarines called the los angeles class these submarines are the submarines that, that can dive the deepest in the world so all over the world if you want to try to map the earth you have or not the earth but this earth sea yeah you have to use a as of now our technology the u.s navy's los angeles class submarine and even that can only go three thousand feet that's pretty far though as opposed to 130 one mile three thousand feet is only 0.57 miles because I looked it up, I was like, that no, sounds- no, you're right. Because you know what? I'm thinking about Brad's tattoo, and it's um, a quarter mile is thirteen twenty. So a thirteen twenty is twenty six. Yeah, that would yeah. be half a mile. So it's not really that deep, it, considering that you know we don't even know how deep it goes. We know it goes, and we know it goes deeper than that. So I mean, I also did see a little conflicting information that. They could, po- the, the Los Angeles class submarines could probably go deeper. So wait, this can only go 130 feet? That's not even an eighth fucking mile, barely. Sorry. Wait, where are you at? Right here, 130 that's feet before a, d- a diver, a diver could, go. could go. That's it? Yeah. That's, that's how like how safely. far, that's how far I walk out to back Brad up in the car. Yeah, that's just safely with full gear, diving around. So that's why people dive like coral reefs where it's like not like... <sighs> 
you know, you can only go so far in full gear. My God. Okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just like trying to, I'm trying to like visualize. Of, I'm like 130 feet. That's like, that's like next door. Like mm-hmm. that's our house to Nana's house. Yeah. You cannot go very far in the ocean. Oh my gosh. So the other side of it is that with the 3000 feet, it could be a little bit more, but it's highly classified and that's all they'll tell us that they can travel. So it's people speculate like they can go much farther but then other people say like no the technology is not there and i don't know so that's up for debate but there has now this is with the submarines okay now however private there's always private everything right private explorations have gone farther due to the difference in the shape of their so, so why sub- why doesn't the military do that? So su- well, this is what we're getting at. So it all goes together. So submarines are like what are they shaped like? Like a rectangle, like a like no, a no more oh, like an oval, like an oval a cylinder. Yeah, like a cylinder, right? A sideways cylinder. And they have large hot dog. crews, like a hot, like dog. a hot dog. They have large crews. They're heavy. It's nuclear yeah. power. It's expensive. There's all these like red flag. We can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Right? Yeah. Un- but then you got the private people. They're like, mm, we got this. You know, yeah, and then we, what they we do is they take this. three people in a little ball. Oh, exactly. They go two, three max. Usually it's two. Yeah. And a sphere. Yeah. And they can go farther. So they can travel and explore about two miles. Wow. 2.37 miles beneath the, um, the Earth's um, sea level. And the sphere can withstand more pressure due to the shape because submarines, like we said, are more like a hot dog and they have larger crews. They cannot withstand the pressure. So the sphere, it's kind of like, I don't know, you would say like aerodynamic, like it, like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not it's aerodynamic, not, it's opposite, but it's like, because it doesn't need to be aerodynamic. I know, but I'm just trying yeah. to think of like a car no, that goes over. Yeah. It's kind of like the water pressure just kind of like, I don't know how it works, it just, honestly. It's just, yeah, it goes around yeah. it and they can, but they can't stay down there very long. Mm-hmm. And they can, they have um, limited visibility because they might have a window that's like this, like tiny with a camera and one little arm thing to try to get samples or cool, whatever. But they're getting down there. They're getting down there. So the deepest part of the ocean that we know right now is located in the Pacific Ocean. And it's called the Mariana Trench. It's located near the island um, of, of the nation of Guam. And it is the deepest known point, and they named it the Challenger Deep. Um, it's almost seven miles below sea level. Wow. So that's what we know of right now is the deepest part is seven miles. There could be other areas that are much deeper. There could be How? caves and caverns, and like obviously we know there are. Yeah, there has to be. There, there but, is. Okay, but so we don't know how. If the same, we don't know. If, if, okay, so if, yeah, the train on or on land, it's the same as the ocean, which I've always known it to be, like mountains and stuff and valleys are in the ocean, just mm-hmm. like they are here. Yeah. How tall? How many miles tall is Mount Everest? I don't Do we know. know? Here, pause that. I, I, oh, oh, no, no, I do know. Oh, I do you know. do know? I do know. What yeah, is I'm, it? so I'm getting at that. So, so the part of the uh, Marina Trench, here are a few facts about Oh, you about did, Mona. You, yeah, you no, I did. it. How funny. No, I did. So, um, so let me go back to this. Okay. I'm going to get into that. So it says, uh, I wrote that the first and only time humans have descended to the Challenger Deep, which is, you know, the, the deepest part of the trench, was more than 50 years ago. In 1960, 
Jacques Picard and Navy Lieutenant Don Walsh reached this goal in a U.S. Navy submersible Bathyscape called the Tristie. Bathyscape. Bathyscape called the Tristie, which is basically like I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's like a sphere. It was like Bathyscaf. Yeah, Bathyscaf. Yeah, because the pH. I'm I'm teaching Max how to read. So (laughs) you need to I'm like, I know this one. You need to teach me how to read. Well that's a big word for me. I've never That's very so what they tell what they say is just to go a little bit bath gaff. Yeah, I'm just trying to like Yeah, no, go on. I'm trying to quickly read through this because it's like I I have it in my brain, but these are kind of my notes, but I have a lot of notes. But um so that was a sphere. It was two a man, you know, two in there as a sphere. So, um, like I said, it's it, so crazy that it was 50 years ago, though, because well, that was the that first time. No, okay, that was the first time. So um, that was, like I said, it's located near Guam. Um, the first dive was 1960, and it is roughly 2,146 feet higher than Mount uh, meters. Sorry, higher than Mount Everest. Inverted. Um, if inverted, so like if it was inverted, yeah. and I did not look up what that is in 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 miles or, or feet or whatever, but it's two thousand one hundred forty six meters. So everybody Mount, else is on. I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mount, we don't do meters. No, we're 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 not metric. We're yeah. U.S. standard. Um. So Mount Mount Everest is five point four nine, almost five and a half miles tall mm-hmm. so this is deeper than how tall mount everest is because it's seven miles below yeah. water mm-hmm. and mount everest is five and a half miles above sea level okay yeah so all together so, so if mount about everest, two two and a half miles bigger so if mount everest and that the deepest part was together and it was just like one big slide you'd be sliding down for 12 miles that's crazy yeah and then to answer your question, or I think it was kind of a question, uh, approximately 22 um, unmanned and manned descents have occurred since 1960. Oh, good. There's like, yeah, as of t- uh, 2022. Okay. So I don't know if anything has changed since then. But, um, yeah, there was approximately 22 that I saw. You know, there could be more that were done that are not online, but I counted there was 22 that I found. Okay. So, because of all of that information about the ocean, um, we get deeply into USOs because we don't know what the fuck is in the ocean. Yeah. It could be anything in there. Yeah. And people have seen lights. People have seen crafts coming in and out of the water. People have... That's why we're talking about this. So, specifically, California has been a hot spot of just UFOs in general with many many reports of crafts specifically in LA, San Diego and over the desert regions all the way up to northern California and up to Oregon I mean they're all over the world but for some reason this coastline is heavily known for having a lot of UFOs so with that being said an oval shaped structure was located 2,000 feet below sea level. It was massive. It was roughly um, found six miles off the coast of Malibu, and the structure does not appear to be natural or organic at all. Um, It has a cave opening or some kind of opening, 
It's uh, with a flat top, and it's described of, ha of having like precision formations, almost like laser cut, or like it's not like like rocky where it looks like it could be just a, some kind of a landslide could... or a cave. It's like it looks like it is artificial. Man-made, man-made, possibly. Do you think that it could be um, like a lost civilization? That's you know a what I mean, like a lost city from thousands and millions of years ago. It could very well be that. Um, that that's what um, scientists, private explorations, government, everyone has actually been looking into this. There was even even a show with um, I want to say Rob Lowe, but I might be wrong, who actually did an investigation on this exact structure and it was like on the History Channel or Discovery Channel or something years ago. Oh. So it has been talked about a lot, but um, you know, honestly, we don't know still what it is. Yeah. But the structure of um, is approximately three miles wide, just the opening with pillars, multiple pillars spaced evenly out, almost like to hold up the, yeah. the top, the opening. Yeah. And then um, it is, people were saying, like you said, it could be made by ancient man, present day man. It could, some people are saying that it's actually isn't military navy, um, that it's uh, of alien, unknown species of something that's living in our ocean, um, not of a space, but rather of an advanced underwater civilization that is yet to be discovered by modern day researchers be and explorers crazy? because we cannot get to them. Maybe they can't get to us. Well, they can get to us. Maybe we're their space. Maybe we're the aliens to them. We could be. <laughs> <laughs> they can definitely get to us because they have the USOs. So but, they can get to us. But we have the rocket ships and we, we, we can't get to the space. But they have been seen flying out of the water. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So they can definitely get to us. Maybe they don't know because we've been seen to fly out of our space and into space and into the moon and shit. But their, their, their crafts can go into space. Like, they can go... They can in, leave here and go. They can okay. go anywhere. Okay, okay. They're go on. more advanced. Fine, fine, fine. They can go anywhere they want, okay? So... <laughs> <laughs> the, the structure can be viewed by Google Earth and has been scrutinized by many, many, including um, one of my favorite ufologist channels, um, Secure Team 10. Tyler, who runs that, has been running that for years, and um, he has a lot of really good info, but um, he has actually posted, and I say that as a source, because I did see one of the images that he posted on his YouTube channel as one of my sources of just to describe what it looked like. Um, with the, I saw it with my eyes, like w the way the pillars, and that was me writing what I saw. Yeah. Um, the video has images posted showing the exact location, um, degrees, uh, and everything, the size and angles and everything of the architecture. And there have been numerous anomalies that have been seen in the bottom of the ocean floor via Google Earth as well. Cool. There have been unexplained lines on the seafloor for miles in lengths, hundreds of feet wide. And then when you zoom in, it appears to be a disk 
partially like in the sea floor that almost looks like it, it the what's behind them is a trail like it, maybe it crashed and it slid for miles uh, like a crash landing yeah. it's not a sh- it doesn't appear to be a ship they're like it's spheres wow to be like, that that in the ocean because you would think the ocean would slow it down dramatically and for to how fast was it going to make that kind of trail that's the thing one could guess that these are ufos usos which crashed into the sea with such a force it slid. So why would the source, the force be so much? Right? Like you said. Yeah. So not only can we see from Google Earth, which is obviously going to spark like our interest, and all over the world is going to spark everybody's interest because you see strange lights in oceans, lakes. Witnesses have seen spheres of light that have been unexplainable. They shoot out of the water, up into the airspace, up into the clouds for seconds, and they float around, they zoom out. I mean, it's just your typical like UFO sighting, but the difference with these is it's the, it's the opposite water where based. they'll go down into the water yeah. in a matter of seconds, and then they're just gone, they just disappear. So there's a couple eyewitness reports. Um, like you had said Hawaii. Yeah. Well, I have one coming out of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So That um, makes sense. Yeah. So one eyewitness report took place in the Pacific Ocean in 1966 near Pearl Harbor. The report states unusual events seen by the USS uh, Tiru SS-416, <laughs> which is a U.S. Navy submarine. The submarine was en route to Seattle, Washington to start some tor- torpedo exercises. So they had like this was like a heavily armed you know like it was a working craft um it was leaving pearl harbor in hawaii and the navy's personnel who was primarily like the lookout had doing their job looking out reported two miles ahead of them there was an unknown object in the sky and the radar radar station started to track them and it started like kind of going crazy and they're like what is this and there was a specific crew member named Jim Spizer 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 yeah Spizer Spizer um and this is his account of what he reported to the um actual crew so as and to the the uh, I guess it would be the captain who then reported it to the Navy. So as the crew began to advance towards the UFO, three of the crew looked in their binoculars or their telescopes uh, and, so, are they called telescopes? Yeah. Things that come out of the, yeah. <laughs> and he saw a large metal craft, larger than a football field. So as they watched it in the clouds, they tracked it and it flew into the ocean at a very great speed as if it was noticed and it was trying to like get out of sight. And then as it flew into the water, a massive geyser rose out of the water. So it was like for miles, it was like this huge geyser of water that came up after. So it was like very forceful. They were all speechless, of course. And to their amazement, it really didn't disappear for very long as it flew back out of the water um, closer to them this time. And it flew high into the atmosphere within a matter of seconds. It was lost in the clouds. At this point in time, the radar machines were just going even more wild. And the sonar was reporting strange echoing, 
most likely from the force of the craft in and out of the water, like it echoing and pushing the water out. It's causing, you know, the, the, the waves, the sound waves or the whatever the sonar picks up. Not on, long after that, the crew thought like they've never seen anything like that. And then it came from the clouds again. With the crew and captain looking, it did this an additional two times. So like would go down, go up, go down, and it multiple times. So they were all freaked out because they had never seen anything like this. And they didn't know what to think of it. And then after some time passed, um, it wasn't seen by them again. But the radar also like lost track of them. And the captain told like the entire crew to never speak of this again to anyone. It was classified information and it wasn't spoken of for like many, many years. Like this came out way later because this was 1966. Why don't they want people to know? Like who cares? I mean, they don't want people to know because of the hysteria. Because remember before there was a whole war hysteria. And they didn't want people to know because of World War Two, and then also remember Pearl Harbor got bombed. Yeah. So like they don't want to, they don't want anyone to like be alar- alerted or alarmed. Yeah, that's true. The craft was reportedly described as uh, metal with some type of machinery on it and around it, but they could not explain it. There, it also did appear to have some kind of lens around its perimeter almost like a per, uh, panoramic window so it was com- cool yeah it was completely silent it made no it made no uh even though it was like all other than obviously when it crashed into the water the water made a sound but it made no sounds on of its own and it did not interfere with any of the submarines electrical systems or affect the gyro compass that it uses to navigate so it didn't mess with any of their navigational, um, you know, um, systems. It appeared to be more of a ship rather than a plane, meaning when they described it, it was like a saucer with an inverted bowl, and um, it did not appear to be hostile. It was rather more curious of them as it passed by numerous times. Or possibly just going about his business, maybe transporting something from the sea to the air or vice versa. No one could really know or understand, but it just was there. And it, it obviously it wasn't afraid of them or anything. It just was going about its business, almost like taunting them like, hey, like we're here. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you know. Yeah. And then they didn't speak of it. That was it. That's crazy. Um, there was, yeah, it's really crazy. And then so they made their way to Seattle and then they did their their what they were gonna do was their uh torpedo you know um what's it called uh torpedo exercises and you know whatever they needed to do they just went about their mission and just kept it to themselves that's crazy there was a similar report i would be like oh my god i'd be calling (laughs) well they can't they can't it's classified (laughs) like i would i would be sentenced to death (laughs) i'd be kicked off the boat the submarine (laughs) like the captain has like i don't know what happened to her sorry (laughs) the captain has to like put it in their report and everything and they have to do like report and then everybody's like basically silenced after that and then it goes to like the higher up whoever there and then probably the president or who knows it's i wonder how many people archives. have seen shit and if they all got together we could like figure out the world's secrets all of them well yeah but everything is classified so until more they things die. are disclosed we can't really yeah yeah we won't really know but 
I mean, there was a similar report of a USO that was seen again by the U.S. Navy off the coast of San Diego. Oh. Yeah, this is... That's really close yeah. to home. So, this encounter was actually pretty recent. It was videotaped um, by the U.S. Navy on July in, um, in 2019. Ooh. So, the footage was taken by a crew member of the USS Omaha, which shows a sphere UFO. A circle UFO. <laughs> I'm like laughing, but I'm like coughing at the same time. It's really weird. <laughs> UFO entering the ocean. It was seen flying over the U.S. of Omaha and it descended into the water making a huge splash just like the one before did and the crew member filming you can hear and this is on YouTube you can watch it it actually was released by the Navy and the crew member is saying wow it splashed like whoa look at that you know and it's reported that this particular area off the coast of San Diego has had hundreds of other sightings wow. Navy personnel include um, conclude this area has many uh, underwater uh, (laughs) anomalies, anomalies, which seem to defy physics. So the U.S. Navy had officially confirmed, this goes to about what you were saying about under the water, Uh the, the speed. They had confirmed based on like the footage and everything was authenticated. It was unexplained. The objects in the water had been tracked via sonar with speeds of hundreds of knots deep under the water. Wow. One knot is roughly 1.15 or 1.15 miles per hour, and submarines only travel, the fastest submarines, only travel 23 miles per hour. So the idea of a USO traveling 100 to 200 knots is unimaginable. You're talking like 200 miles an hour underneath the water. Yeah, that's like, um, that'd be like a plane, but underwater. Yeah. And so, well, planes even go faster than that, but you but, know what I mean. I mean, in comparison. So, yeah. when you're talking about. You don't about, glide through the water, you glide through the air. Yeah. That's crazy. So, you're talking about like the one that the disc that crashed, and then it's like, well, how, how fast? fast? How do have, how fast? Like, I mean, they, they tracked him going 200, and that could, who knows if that's even their max speed. Yeah, they, they, if it crashed, it must have been going really fast, and then for it to leave miles of trails, mm-hmm. that's insane. And they can't get down to that disc, it's too far down. They can't get down to it, no. But we can see it on Google Maps. You can see it on Google Maps, and I can I can source it and, and put, like, we can put a link or whatever so people can look at it and what we're talking about. Like, you can see it. That's crazy. I, yeah. I didn't realize that we could see so deep. We can see it, but the thing, too, it's, like, I don't know how reliable Google Earth is, like, of how, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know, but you can see it. What it is, we don't know. I mean, we could eventually get the technology and go down there and That's be, like, crazy that we oh, could it's see a sea snake, it. or I don't know. Yeah. Not a sea snake, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, whatever it could be. Or something that's just, like, a, a natural, like, phenomenon. A type reef or something. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But it's just interesting to think it's about it. It's interesting. Well, what I that a camera can see that deep because like, oh, the water ain't that clear. Like, I mean, we can see all the way to freaking other galaxies. Yeah, I mean, but that's through see, space, yeah. not in the water with Google cameras. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I mean, they can see a lot of detail. Dude, when though. you go over my house, the trees get blurry. Mm-hmm. All the eucalyptus trees get all blurry. You can't like zoom into it at all. If you try to, it just goes blurry. 
Yeah. And Which I think it's crazy. While yeah. we're on the subject of ocean, did you hear about, just because we're talking about it, unrelated to this, did you hear about the giant plume of seaweed that's floating? Yeah. It's I like guess as it, big as the United States. Yeah, I guess that it happens every year, but it just has never been this massive. I mean, it's the biggest United States. Yeah, and it's on the Atlantic Ocean, so... We're good. It's as big as United States. I know. It's huge. I, I can't handle if one little piece, like, the... Oh, no. That's why I don't go in the ocean. <laughs> I'm like... I don't even like to go stand on the beach because of all the seaweed. Like... Can you imagine what could be hiding in there? Yeah. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Dude, Brad has... Me and, when me and Brad were in Hawaii, he... You know how I say I don't swim good? Yeah. A piece of. Coal. I saw the example of your swimming right now. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, we were um, in Hawaii where we were. Well, I guess all of Hawaii, you can really see everything. Yeah, so you look down and you clear. can see everything. That's so I'm good. like, okay, cool, and it's all pretty, the corals yeah. and everything. But then I had read that corals at night they like open up and that's how they eat. Right? So I'm like, wait, are there like billions of teeth on these corals somewhere? <laughs> and so I'm going, and you can see fish. The fish are huge. They're everywhere, right? Yeah. Something hit my toe, and we were pretty far out there. And we're Brad, snorkeling? No, we were just swimming. Like just swimming. Yeah, oh, okay. and we're just swimming through the coral and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, something hit my foot, and Brad saw the ice swam so fast back, it, like back to shore so quickly. It was like a cartoon, and he tried to stop me, but I swam by him so quick, and he couldn't stop me, and I didn't stop until I got to the shore, and I was like, I'm done. You're like, okay, bye. This was day two of being in Hawaii. I'm like, I'm done with the ocean. We're good. I did go back in the ocean at at some point, but yeah. He said it was like a cartoon. You know, the cartoon. (laughs) I can totally imagine it. I can see it happening for sure. And I was like, something hit my foot. And they think it's probably a coral, but... Yeah. Fuck that. They have teeth or something. I don't, I don't think know. they have teeth. They have, like, spores that open and they get, like, plankton or yeah, something. Yeah, well, I didn't want it to eat me, so... <laughs> <laughs> I would be more worried if I saw a shark than coral. Well, the, um, the sharks, so... In Hawaii, they have all the coral and everything in, like, the beach that I was at. And then there is a, um... Uh... Uh, sandbar thing but it's not a sandbar it's more of like a coral bar yeah so the sharks can't even get to you in that in that particular beach I was on the uh, big island yeah okay and I think I, I flew onto Kilo and I was staying in Hana maybe I forget now but anyways oh, okay. so I was on the big island and um that that particular beach ocean area that I was in it's like protected by the I mean I'm sure that they could if they wanted to I mean if they really wanted to but yeah, so you weren't really concerned with any sharks. I wasn't, no. Yeah. And there was, so many, there was so many more other scary things going on. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the coral was the enough. Cor- the coral was... <laughs> you didn't need to see any sharks. <laughs> no, the coral was good enough for me. I didn't need anything else. <laughs> okay, well, I think... Do we have anything else to say? No, that was it. Really, That's it's really just that... interesting. The, it's just the whole conspiracy as to whether... Um, they exist. And I totally... like uh, Could whether, they live under the ocean? For sure. You know what? I totally believe in in anything under the ocean, like caves and whatever else. Totally believe it because we don't know anything that's under the ocean. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like some sort of world with with oxygen under there, like a big oxygen bubble with like pterodactyls and shit living down there. Like maybe that's where the dinosaurs <laughs> Deep down went in a too. Cave. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't be surprised by any of it, just because we don't know anything about underneath the ocean, like. 
That could be where the megalodon shark is, you know? Oh, no. Well, I saw another um, thing online that they was footage of a megalodon yeah. recently, supposedly. And it was uh, swimming next to, um, I forget the biggest whale in the world, but whatever that whale name is. I don't know. There's multiple whales. But it was like the biggest sperm whale or... Blue whale. No, it's bigger than an orca. The blue whale. Whatever the biggest one is, is. it was like next to it. People were saying, oh, that's CGI. But was it CGI? I don't know. But I definitely (laughs) saw a giant megalodon looking shark and it kind of dwarfed this. Wow. largest whale. Yeah, so, I totally believe that like the ocean is filled with so much mystery that mm-hmm. anything is possible down there. And I I also think that it is possible that maybe the extraterrestrials don't even come from space. They are just they're just already here. Already here. Like they are just another um race or another animal species or just another species that live in the ocean, under the ocean, and they just or have more the technology. Antarctica. Well, that's would be uh, that would be under the mountains. Yeah, and under, like in, caves. in center Earth. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Te- it is center Earth, but it's technically not. It's only like two thousand miles under. Yeah. So it's not like Whatever. center center, it's but yeah, it's just another. Are. It's just another um, like a subterranean. Yeah, subterranean. Yeah, yeah just like mm-hmm. that. So. So okay. I don't know. Let us know what you guys think. Um, you can actually email us now. Yes, please email us at conspiraciesunlocked at gmail.com. That's C-O-N-S-P-I-R-A-C-I-E-S-U-N-L-O-C-K-E-D at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. Any UFO stories, any weird happenings. We want to know everything. Tell us what you think, what you love about us, what you hate about us. But we won't like that. So don't do that. <laughs> Constructive criticism is always appreciated with kindness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for um, listening. Yes. Thank you. You and can like, find us share on everywhere. Everywhere. TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, Deezer, uh, what else? Samsung. Just Google us. Google we should us. pop up. We're Googleable. We Googleable. might pop up yeah. if your algorithm is right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.